Friday. Yes. I'm your host, Rebecca Dengrove, and this is Life in a Leo. Today, you will hear from the incredible Hallie Mosette. Hallie started gymnastics in 2000 and quickly made it onto the elite scene by the time she was 12. In 2008 and 2011, she was named to the U.S. national team. In 2014, Hallie entered college at UCLA and started her NCAA career. In her final season as a Bruin, she got a career high on floor scoring a 9.975. One of the things Hallie talks about that I love is how she approaches choreography and performing. She describes how you need to own the routine and not let the music control you. Nobody sent us their best things in the gym this week, so I let our interview with Hallie go a little longer than normal. It was really fun talking to her, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm here today with Hallie Mosette, and we're going to talk a little bit about her career in gymnastics, her career at UCLA, and where life is taking her now. Welcome to the show. Hallie, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your your history in the sport of gymnastics? Um, well... Let's see. So I started gymnastics when I was five years old because um, my parents both work and they needed something for me to do when I was younger. I actually went to a camp with one of my friends named Quincy when I was five years old and it was a gymnastics camp. And um, I guess the coaches thought that I was talented because they taught me how to do something and I picked it up really fast, so they invited me to come back to train with the pre-team. And my parents didn't really know anything about gymnastics or anything like that. I was literally just there to have fun and do the um, outside activities and stuff. But I actually ended up really liking it. So that's how I got started in gymnastics. Oh, wow. What was the gymnastics camp? It was a camp at... Um, gymnastics um in culver city yeah it was really fun and i mean i was a dancer so i always liked you know performing and doing stuff like that so gymnastics camp was just like the dream <laughs> at the time nice. and how long yeah. so then after camp did you you just continued on with the sport from there yeah i I went back for the pre-team because the coaches asked my parents multiple times for them to bring me back. So I ended up going back for um, that. Then I moved gyms. I went from um, Los Angeles School of Gymnastics to All Olympia Gymnastics. I still did dance and gymnastics at the same time for a number of years uh, before my parents had me switch to just gymnastics it was my decision but of course like I loved flipping and feeling like I could fly and competing and stuff like that how long were you competing like when did you start competing and how long did it take you to become an elite and what was that process like like I think the earliest age you could compete at that time was six or like six or seven I think I started competing when I was six years old I was really good at vault and floor, but I I had learned like the wrong beam routine and my <laughs> bars were just terrible. I remember like I was so afraid of bars that like I remember falling like four or five times in a row on the low bar and then finally like 
getting myself to jump to the high bar and I just got so scared that I would just touch the bar and fall. I was not, <laughs> not, I was not a big fan of bars. I, I've got a couple 5.0s um, before I moved to AOGC and fixed that up. But yeah, I, I started competing level five as soon as I moved gyms. And during that time I started doing tops and they realized that I was pretty strong and I made it to the top tops level that you could at eight years old. I've never been like a huge fan of cardio, but I loved like chin-ups and push-ups and handstand holds and stuff like that. Um, so I ended up doing really well at tops and I made it into the top per, like top percentile in the country or something like that. I made it to the diamond level. Um, but you still can't go to the ranch. You couldn't go to the ranch for camp until you were nine. So I was sad that I couldn't go to the camp, but I was happy <laughs> that I did well <laughs> in um, cool. tops. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. And then I did it again when I was nine and ten. And then um, I made it to the, the camp, the A camp. And then when I turned 11, that's when I started um I did level nine when I was 11 so I skipped level seven I just went from six to level eight and then level nine hopes the next year and um I didn't do tops but since I won hopes I got to go to a couple camps um I think it was called like like the developmental national team or something like that oh wow um when I was 11 and then by the time I was 12, I made it to visas. I guess now it's it was PNGs, but it was visas back then. So I made it to visas when I was 12 and then made the national team for the first time when I was 13. Oh my God, that's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what it was, was a quick move? Yeah, that's really quick. What yeah. what what was your best event? Um, definitely floor. I like Literally from the beginning, my favorite event was floor. I always overperformed even during the compulsory routines. <laughs> I tried to make them my own. And then as soon as I got into optional, I made it my mission to like perform and dance because I missed taking dance class so much that I was going to bring dance into gymnastics. So floor for sure. That's awesome. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now? Because I think that clearly... It started at a young age. <laughs> Definitely started at a young age. I'm now, I'm a choreographer. I choreograph um, for um, gymnasts all around. I'll come to gyms or we'll figure out a way to get me to come to gyms. Um, and I choreograph for UCLA. I help choreograph UCLA's floor routines. And I've been doing that since my sophomore year at UCLA. Miss Val has graciously let me um, contribute in that way to my other teammates. And now that I'm done with all I'm an undergrad assistant coach and I do a lot of the choreography for the girls and it definitely started at a really, really, really young age. I can remember wishing that I had all of the optional girls floor musics on a CD of my own so I could play them at home and make up my own routines to them. But I would find random discs that my parents would have of like, uh, even like some of the music that I would dance to had words, but I would find these musics, these random 
discs that my parents had of CDs that had songs that had no words on them. And I would choreograph floor routines for myself and dances for myself in the mirror for hours. And I would do this multiple days a week alone at my house. <laughs> I love it. So I guess it was meant to be from a young age. <laughs> Well, we haven't really talked about like your experience at UCLA. Mm -hmm. What was your experience like going to college and like going through the recruiting process? Was UCLA the only school you looked at and knew you wanted to go to or did you mm -hmm. consider others? I definitely considered other schools. Um, my recruiting process was a little bit different. So I actually have had five surgeries in my career. I think it was my junior year. Yeah, it was definitely my junior year of high school. In the beginning of that year, um, I broke my hip in a minor, minor car accident, but I broke it in the car accident. And I still trained after that for a little bit. After I took some time off, I got back on my feet and I was training because the next year was 2012. I wanted to see how far I could go. I was on the U.S. national team. So why not? Um, so I was training for um, visas and it was still hurting really bad, but I competed and that was, I think, when the recruiting process started. Officially, I would get letters since I was like really, really young, but I think the coaches are allowed to talk to you September 1st of your junior year. So I was looking at some schools in the SEC, for the most part, the SEC and UCLA. Um, were definitely my top choices. But so while I was training for the end of that season, I was training for um, Pan American Games and World Championships camp. Uh -huh. um, I made alternate for Pan American Games, but I didn't go. Um, I ended up actually getting surgery on my hip and they had to put some metal in there. And then I ended up breaking the metal that was in my hip, trying to come back too fast for the next year. Oh, so I ended wow. up sitting out my, my junior year of competition. And that's when I committed to UCLA. I didn't get to take other trips to other schools and fly out because I was not able to fly because I was busted. <laughs> I, oh, couldn't, man. I could barely, I could barely walk on crutches. My leg would drag. It was, it was that bad of a surgery. I was out for a really, really long time. So I couldn't fly when that was like a very crucial recruiting time. Right. But UCLA was always definitely on my top, top of the radar. And it's been in my family for a little bit. My brother was still at UCLA when I was being recruited. Um, he graduated from there the year before I came in. Um, and I just loved, you know, the coaching staff, the school, the campus. It was close to home. So it was definitely like, I think the best choice for me, but I ended up going with UCLA and it was perfect. That's awesome. I think college gymnastics was, is the best of the sport. Like it's mm -hmm. just, it's the sport at its best. I don't know. Can you talk a little bit to your experience at UCLA and your career there? Yeah, I definitely would say that college gymnastics is the best. We a lot of girls, especially girls that have gone to um, elite gymnastics, have had really rough times and uh, rough times with coaching and issues that are just have been kind of um, outed this year. And yeah. I definitely did have a rough 
elite career at one of my gyms. It's very, very tough. So when I first came to college, my um, my outlook on the sport was a lot different than I think it was from my, my freshman year to my senior year. I was really quiet. I was a little bit afraid to talk in the gym. I was very like stoic in my training. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just, that's just how I was as an athlete in general. But I think college gymnastics is where gymnasts get to be happy again. And <laughs> where gymnasts like get to show their actual personalities. We don't have to worry about keeping a straight face so nobody sees that you're happy about the fact that you stuck your routine. We get to show our personalities even more when we do our floor routines. We even get to show our personalities, especially at UCLA. It's really important for us to show off our beam routines and think of it as a performance and not just, you know, all about the skills. And um, in college, we learn at, at UCLA, especially Miss Val teaches us how to be good people and shows us that there's more to life than just the sport. So we kind of, we, I feel like we value the best of the sport a lot more when we're doing college gymnastics and we, in a way, fall in love with the sport again. I definitely, definitely fell in love with the sport again. I came in as a freshman with a really, really bad injury. I had broken my hip and gotten the two surgeries on that. And then I tore my ACL a couple months after my second hip surgery. So I came in like basically post-op. I was, I was like seven months out, but I was not allowed to train when I first came to college. I didn't start actual gymnastics until about like late October, maybe early November. And I ended up competing all around my freshman year. And I was, I don't know how I did it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, my jaw is hanging open. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know how I did it. I was extremely tired and I, I was in a lot of pain, but I just, I felt like I was kind of on autopilot. Um, uh-huh. Sophomore year, I didn't compete as much. All around, I competed mostly bars and beam. And then junior year, I was back on floor consistently, and I ended up breaking my chest and lacerating my liver. Yeah. And that was yeah. on bars, right? And that was on bars, and I think it was the fifth meet of the season. So two meets too many. I couldn't redshirt. So yeah. I think – yeah, that was that was a really really low point in my career, especially like not only hit up my chest, like I lacerated my liver, I almost died. It was I oh was bleeding God. internally. I mean, I was definitely I definitely didn't almost die, but it was a very very like eye opening experience for me. Yeah, I think that's when I realized that I don't have that much time left of doing the sport that I fell in love with as a little girl, and that I was gonna do everything in my power to take back my career into my own hands and do gymnastics the way that it made me happy when I was little. So I think that's a the experience that a lot of college girls go through when they come from, you know, a tough club background yeah. into college. They're finally finding themselves and finding more about their personalities that they didn't know when they were just so restricted. And then once I took ownership of my own career and decided I was going to do what I needed to do to make myself happy and find out ways to train that were um, sustainable for my body. That's, I think last year was probably the best year that I've ever had in college gymnastics. And I, my leg was so, my right leg was so unstable that I could barely train. I maybe trained 
fully maybe once a week if that and I that was my best and that was when I was at my happiest so wow it was a growing experience for sure yeah so true well I'm gonna switch it up a little bit okay so there's a there's a couple questions that I like to ask that relate to leotards mm -hmm. since <laughs> this of is course. life in a leo of course so, do you have or did you have a lucky leo or a leotard that was like your most memorable leo throughout your career from club or anytime or maybe pick one from club and one from college or i mean okay so shameless plug here you know rebecca's mom leotards mm -hmm. makes all the ucla leotards of course so all four years <laughs> yes nothing but rebecca's mom yes um, <laughs> so yeah so give us give us both <laughs> okay so in club i don't really remember like the exact leotard i think i had like a, two or three leotards that i would wear and i felt super awesome in them um i did have a lot of rebecca's mom leotards <laughs> so there's a lot, like, there's a very large chance that it was a Rebecca's mom leotard. Um, I did one of the photo shoots for Rebecca's mom when I was like 10 years old. That was yeah. a cool moment. And also, Candy, your mom made some leotards for me when I did Elite. So, um, those were definitely some of my favorite leotards that I got to compete in when I competed by myself. Oh, cool. Um, like one of a kind competition leos. Uh huh. Yeah. I think in 2010, I wore a leotard from Candy. Nice. I want to say, yeah, <laughs> it was like a really, really, really good, I think it was purple. It was super cute. So, yeah, I've like had a really long relationship with Rebecca's mom leotard since I was a really young gymnast first starting out. Yeah. Um, and then for college, my absolute favorite leotard is the dark blue it's like dark blue on the actual leotard part, but the sleeves are light blue and it's a crisscross back. And there's like no mesh or anything on it. It's just like, it's kind of simple, but the sleeves have jewels on them. I just think if that's just like my favorite, most comfortable, just like all the Leos are really comfortable actually, but I just love that Leo the most. Nice. Yeah. What did you study in college? I studied, uh, my major is sociology. And my minor is African American studies. I have a couple more weeks of school left. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you, and what are your goals after college? I want to be a sports psychologist. So after this, I'll be applying to graduate school. I'll be doing choreography in my, if I have downtime. I definitely want to do something within the entertainment industry. I may be acting. I don't know, but I just, I love to perform and I just wish I could be a performer forever. So we'll uh -huh. see where that goes, but I definitely want to go to school and get another degree or two. Awesome. Yeah. Cause that was going to be the next part of my question was really, you know, like you do amazing choreography. I noticed you just created your own Instagram handle specifically for your choreography. <laughs> yes. I do. And yeah, it would be awesome to see you continue to, to do that even if, you know, in some capacity. Cool. And what's your favorite style of dance? I love, a lot of people would think that I like, would love hip hop dancing. I, I think it's really cool and I I love it, but I, I think my favorite type of dance is contemporary dancing. I really like like how you're 
how you can create different shapes with your body and like hold moves and I just think it's so beautiful to watch. Nice. I, mean, I like hip hop too, but <laughs> well, if you ever end up in New York City and you want to take a ballet class, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have the best ballet teacher. She is, she's amazing. Her name's really? Pat Wildish. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I will let you know. And what is your favorite part about choreography? What is it that, you know, like, what do you think about when you choreograph a routine? Can you take us through that process a little bit? Um, I definitely love telling a story. Um, one thing that I, that Miss Val and I both have said, and she's told me this before when I was an athlete, you, you create the sounds of the music. You don't let the music define you. I like trying to like, I wouldn't say outdo the music with the dance, but just make it so that your dance is what's telling a story and not necessarily only the music. I like being super creative and I just love seeing the smiles on the girls' faces when they like it and when they think what I'm doing is really cool. And um, I think I just have a lot of good experience with knowing, you know, when to choreograph more dance, when to put in a little bit of a rest time before they're tumbling. And I just, I just like seeing the whole piece of art come together so that each gymnast has a routine that's kind of personalized for them and their personality and their style. Awesome. Well, what are some of your favorite things to do outside of the gym? Outside of the gym. I love to sing and I like to dance and I really just like to hang out with my family and chill, very chill person. I, a lot of people know this. I fall asleep everywhere. I take a lot of naps. I love to sleep when I have a chance. But I think like hanging out with my family and friends is something that I really love to do. I'm getting into, I used to crochet a lot when I was younger. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm starting to crochet a little bit again. I think after finals, I might get back into it. I did make a couple <laughs> scarves here and there. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Being involved with the team this year and not actually competing what you know like I know you've taken on several roles like you got to do the announcing I know you've Mm -hmm. even when you were competing you've gotten to sing the national anthem Mm -hmm. um what are some of your I mean what are some of what does it feel like to be doing these things and not actually competing what what runs through your mind it's just so weird honestly (laughs) it's so strange Okay, okay, so technically, you're undergrad assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on the roster as I'm undergrad assistant coach, and I do coach in the gym every day. Um, I'm on floor with Jordan, and she works on like the tumbling for the most part, and then I do I coach them on like little things here and there with tumbling too. But um, I'm like the dance coach basically on floor. So the weirdest part for me was when. We were at our first away meet, and after the warm-up, we all go back into the locker room and change into our long-sleeve leotard and have a little seance, like, you know, a little hyping up (laughs) type of party in there. Uh And it was very strange for me to put on regular clothes and not a long-sleeve leotard. Uh I I don't know why. It was just just so weird for me. (laughs) And that's, like, the moment that I realized, like, wow, I'm really retired. (laughs) Strange. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Has it gotten easier with each meet? 
Yeah, definitely has gotten easier with each meet. The announcing, I think I get that same adrenaline rush. I'm actually a little bit more nervous when I announce than when I was competing. So <laughs> just don't want to mess up any words. Right. But, um, yeah, it, it took a while to settle in uh, for me. I definitely did love the sport of gymnastics, especially when I was almost done with the sport. But I do know that I'm not sure if my body could have lasted another year yeah. of the sport. I was definitely on my wits end. Yeah. Um, by by nationals, I had to sit down after almost every every tumbling pass. My my right leg was very unstable. So, yeah, I just and you of... crushed it. You like went out there and you <laughs> sold that Beyonce. And you thank just, you. Ah, uh, but queen moment for sure. Oh, thank <laughs> you, thank you so much. I try to like not think about any pain, like at all, anytime. I think the adrenaline like took over me every time. I just love performing and competing so much I didn't even practice a full floor team during the week I would just compete on the yeah. weekends <laughs> yeah well that's where I think like your experience just you know mm -hmm. kicks in and that's why experience matters yes definitely <laughs> um well two more questions for you so okay. any advice you want to share for younger athletes or even, I guess, even girls that are still in college, you know, if anybody's listening and what do you, what are your thoughts? What can you share to the community? I definitely think, um, something that's important, obviously, you know, chase your dreams, chase your goals. No dream is ever too big. But one thing that I definitely learned, um, while doing the sport and, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs that gymnasts go through, whether it's being afraid of a skill, not knowing if they're going to compete well or being nervous. And it can cause a lot of gymnasts to feel down on themselves and um, kind of be unsure about whether they want to do the sport or not. And it's hard to go through a whole career of a sport without losing the drive at least once or twice. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's really important. I would give the advice to say, always take ownership of your careers and, never allow anyone else to um anyone else's words to define your own career for you mm -hmm. um and to always remember why you love the sport of gymnastics and let that be the drive like what inspired you and who inspired you to start this sport um do it for the next generation that comes down i think that's really important to always think about yeah Totally. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite question, mm -hmm. what does life in a Leo mean to you? Life in a Leo. Life in a Leo means you basically you like, actually lived your whole life in a leotard. <laughs> to me, I feel like I lived a large majority. I did gymnastics for 17 years, lived my whole life pretty much since I was five years old in a leotard. That, that, that was my life. Gymnastics was life. Um, yep. Like literally gymnastics <laughs> was life. And I think it's, it's important to, you know, be able to share that gymnastics experience with your sisters and people that you've grown up with in the sport of gymnastics, because a lot of my other girls, my other friends that have had their life in a Leo, we are still 
some of the closest friends that you'll ever meet today uh, because of all those bonds and all that blood, sweat, and tears doing the sport of gymnastics. And our lives in the Leos have really brought us together. And um, I think life in a Leo has formed some of the greatest relationships that I'll ever have in life. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was a great interview. Yay. I'm (laughs) so honored that you asked me to come on. Yeah. Thank you. If you want to work with Hallie or learn more about her choreography business, you can look her up on Instagram at Hallie, like duh, and Hallie Mosette Choreo. You can find those tags in our blog post on leotard.com. The handle is the at symbol and then H-A-L-L-I-E-L-I-K-E-D-U-H, Hallie like duh, and at Hallie Mosette Choreo, H-A-L-L-I-E-M-O-S-S-E-T-T-C-H-O-R-E-O. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to tell us your best things in the gym, and we sure hope you do, Make sure to email me or post a message on Instagram or you can DM me on Instagram. You can find me Rebecca at leotard.com or at Rebecca's mom Leo on Instagram. We hope to hear from you. Hope everyone has a great neat weekend wherever you might be. Stay focused and don't forget to point your toes.